Today is September 17th, 2021. This is episode 139 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, in today's episode, I am going to be wrapping up the rest of my run through, the rundown, um, question analysis of the Canadian, the CBC Vote Compass questions. Um, this is the fifth part of a five part series where I'm running through 30 questions uh, or six propositions, I guess, uh, at yeah six a week for the last five weeks. Um, for those of you who are not aware, I don't know how you couldn't be if you listen to this show, um, but the Canadian national election is happening on Monday. And um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, eagerly watching the <laughs> watching the poll watchers. Um, who are, you know, amalgamating and putting together results of all the polls that are being taken across Canada right now. Um, it does seem like even though it was touch and go there for a little bit, um, we are going to wind up with at least um, a progressive government, a progressive, possibly minority government. I, I haven't actually looked in the last couple of days whether things have switched to being possibly more um, closer to a majority, but it seems like we're going to end up pretty much where we were before. Um, basically, I think there was a lot of talk early on in the election campaign about, you know, why did we have an election? Why are we calling an election? Um, should there is like, is it reasonable to like punish Justin Trudeau for calling an election that wasn't necessary? Um, should we not vote for him for that reason? But I think a lot of people are coming back to, around to the reality of having to actually do that and seeing like, no, that doesn't actually make sense. Um, and, you know, like the whole thing, it's, it's all politics. So. Um, it seems like things are going to go okay, although I'm always still still am always very nervous. I've only seen in our ward, in our um area constituency, I've only seen like one or two lawn signs the entire neighborhood for the conservative candidate. Um, although I've only seen like I think five or six for the liberal candidate and one or two for the NDP candidate. Um, this region, this area always goes pretty solidly liberal, so I'm not super worried about it this time around. Um, and this person is being reelected, uh, would be reelected. The incumbent is liberal, um, is the same person. I mean, that, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make is that they are the, the liberal candidate is the incumbent, um, that specific person. And so, um, we'll see how it goes. Obviously I'll report back next week in the next episode, what happened in this election. Um, but it's been a wild ride. I'm also on week. I just finished week four of my, um, parental leave. So I recently signed my letter of offer, which is very exciting. Um, so I'm going to be, I, I signed it for a year. So it's a, it's technically an assignment, I believe is the terminology, um, for one year to, to figure out what I can do with improving process management with our, um, discovery grants and other, other competition cycles. But for now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to regular episodes. Honestly, when I started this project, I was like, oh, I was all gung ho about it. I was really excited, but now I'm like, stuff has happened in the last five weeks and I do want to talk about it. Um, there was a big iPhone event last this Tuesday, for example, like I do want to talk about other things than this, but, but I'm focused and the election like eyes on the prize, the elections Monday, we'll finish up these six propositions for the vote compass and then get back to more standard episodes, um, starting again next week. And by next week, the, uh, Ontario vaccine passport system will be in place, will be enforceable. I believe, I forget what day it specifically is, but it's definitely gotta be before the 25th, right? Um, feel like it was the 20th or 22nd or something. I don't remember. Anyways, um, on to the first of six propositions that we're going to be covering today, which is Proposition 25 out of 30. Again, I say this every week, but these are in no particular order, I don't think. I think you get 
the vote compass propositions in random order. Um, so this is my proposition 25, which is how much should Canada do to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions? So this is a big climate change question. Um, for the record, I put I answered much more to this question. I think there's a lot that Canada should do to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and reliance on fossil fuels. Um, at the moment, fossil fuels and greenhouse gas emitters are a massive part of the Canadian economy. And I think that there's a ton that we could do, especially like we're it's such a big country, so rich in other natural resources as well, um, that even if we wanted to use our fossil fuels, those products, those like petroleum products for things other than fuel, I think that there is like that's reasonable. We're not putting CO2 in the atmosphere for like like making plastic is not great. But if you can somehow invest in in um, like green plastic, recyclable plastic. Um, that's made from those materials like use those resources but don't use them in a way that puts carbon dioxide into the atmosphere that's that's the main idea is if you have to do it do it that way um, but i definitely think there's a ton we could do to reduce greenhouse gas emissions a lot of it is going to come down to whether we do this or not is going to come down to government like government action um, the individual can only do so much in this way um, there are a lot of countries around the world that are basically saying you're not allowed to make you're not going to be allowed to make gas powered cars um, after like 2030 or something, 2025, whatever the case may be, um, basically putting a, a, a line in the sand saying move to electric car companies that are here. And um, honestly, it feels like there's no reason for Canada not to do something like that. Um, another big thing that I think that they can do is stop subsidizing the oil and gas industry at all. I know it's a powerful, important industry in Canada right now, um, but like tobacco is a really was a really important industry at the time um and i mean presumably still is honestly but um there are some industries that exist and that are super powerful lobbyists and make lots of money that are terrible like the drug industry the not prescription drug industry like the underground um illegal drug industry is probably massive it's probably good for the economy to have that but it's terrible for the people in that economy and this is terrible for the world. So, like, honestly, there's much more that Canada should do. There's much more that Canada would do. It will not be without cost. Um, it, you know, economic, social, all like, but like the environment is so important. The earth we live on is so important that I really honestly, personally feel like it trumps all of those other things. Um, as far as a question, I like this is pretty much how much Canada do to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. I don't know how much we're currently doing. I don't know how much we currently emit. Like these are unknowable values, um, but this is kind of like a it's it's pretty clear. This is a value judgment question. And um, so I don't really think this needs a ton of co extra context in terms of the question. Um, but yeah, I mean, it obviously could do. I would love to see additional context for this question, but I think it's OK without it. Having said that, um, so on to the next one. Proposition 26 out of 30. How much should the Canadian government spend on police services? This struck me. This was a weird question when I first answered it, and I don't feel it really that differently now. Um, this is like a defund the police type of thing, but the federal government, the Canadian government is really just RCMP. Like that's our policing. And honestly, like the RCMP obviously is important. They're, they're like, I mean, they need a name change because they're not mounted anymore, uh, or at least very rarely mounted. They're no more mounted than any other police service um, in any other country. Um, yeah, I don't. Like, obviously, they serve jurisdictions like they they're they're the federal investigatory people. Um, but I don't 
I feel like there doesn't need to be a ton of that in in Canada. Um, I do feel like police in general in Canada, like municipal police and provincial police probably don't need to be funded as much as they are, like not as much needs to be spent on those budgets. Um, and so it kind of follows that I don't think the RCMP need as much money as they do. Obviously, they're they're kind of in the same way that um, like the guards at Buckingham Palace are like this tourist thing. When you go um, when you go to Buckingham Palace, you like see the guards, the royal guards. The RCMP to me are always kind of like that. Like, I don't know the last time I saw an RCMP. I mean, I don't go anywhere any, anymore recently. Um, but like the, if you see as a Canadian, if you see an RCMP officer in uniform, you're either going to visit some kind of national historic site or like or like government building or something, or you're going to see some kind of tourist attraction, some kind of show. And um, yeah, I don't think I mean, maybe that's maybe rural Canadians do have more contact with the RCMP. But um, as a, somebody who lives in a city, major city in Canada, I have no interaction whatsoever with the RCMP. I do not know what they do, but um, I'm all in favor of, you know, spending less on police services. Um, yeah, there's not a ton that <laughs> that actually seems to happen um, through the work of police. Like police just don't really have an opportunity to be able to do lots of different, many kinds of different things. So, um, yeah, I stand by that question. I have no idea how much the Canadian government spends on police services. So this question in terms of context could use a lot more. Um, but yeah, in terms of just gut feelings, that's basically what we have to go off of with the vote compass. Um, I put somewhat less as my answer for that question. On to the next one. Proposition 27 of 30 is how high should the federal minimum wage be? So minimum wage. Uh, this actually didn't mark my answer, but I put I think I put somewhat higher. Um, basically, honestly, when it comes to the federal minimum wage, when it comes to like any kind of minimum wage, honestly, the, the issue for me isn't so much that the minimum wage be some specific amount. It's that it should be indexed to inflation. And so if infl if cost of living goes up due to inflation, the minimum wage should go up in lockstep with it. And like because otherwise. Otherwise, if you don't raise the federal federal minimum wage or any minimum wage of that for that matter, um, wages and costs of living get out of whack. And so honestly, it feels like we there's obviously needs to be an adjustment at some point, like in perpetuity. You can't just have the same federal minimum wage it doesn't make any sense. And it never has been that way and it never will be that way. But um, honestly, it really feels like what needs to just happen is to set up a system where the federal minimum wage is tied to inflation. So if inflation in Canada is, I don't know, what, what was it? A few percentage points. <laughs> I have no idea what inflation is in Canada. Um, I'm just not a financial person. Um, but like if, if it goes up 3%, hike the minimum wage 3% and then round to the nearest 25 cents or something. Like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a thing that gets touched whenever it becomes politically convenient to do. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that are forced to work at minimum wage just because of the nature of their lifestyle, of the nature of their job, whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> it should at least be a minimum wage. It should just be, at least be a livable wage um, federally. Like that, it should be a thing. If you're working full time hours, you should be able to make enough to stay above the poverty line. That's that's really how I think it should work. And um, like other people may disagree, but uh, I feel really strongly about that. And so. You know, for me, this question, the, the federal minimum wage should be somewhat higher right now, but I also feel 
in addition to that, that it should be indexed to inflation. It should be indexed to the cost of living um, so that it continues going up automatically. It's not something that relies on the government taking action each time they want to raise it. All right. Proposition 28 out of 30. We're really flying through these. How much should wealthier people pay in taxes? I also weirdly don't have the answer to this question. I must have gotten lazy when I was taking these screenshots. Um, but I, I'm, I'm absolutely positive. I said, <laughs> I said that wealthier people should pay much more in taxes. Um, yeah, basically above a certain amount of money. I don't, there's not really an, a reasonable, like there's not an unreasonable amount of tax that, that wealthy people should have to pay because basically what it comes down to is these people are going to make as much money as humanly possible, as much money as they're allowed to under the tax system of the country that they live in or the country where they can get the most benefit out of things in terms of offshore accounts and that kind of thing. And so if the tax rate, if you're taxing people's income, especially really, really high income, wealthy people at a higher rate, like say after you make $5 million, your the remaining money is taxed at like 60%, 70%, something like that. That still gives you incentive. Like it's not like you're going to make less money, but it might mean that instead of being taxed at that higher rate, that you pay your employees better or that you give them better benefits or that you make their working conditions better, that you invest, like you have less incentive to make that money because you're not keeping it. And so you might have more incentive to, you know, put it in back into your company. Um, because if that money is not going to you, if that's not going to your bonus or whatever the case may be, um, it's going to be going somewhere else that's, that can benefit others more. And whether that is going into you know, whether that's being paid as taxes, which is then going back into the system, back into the economy, paying out social services and that kind of thing, or whether those companies decide, you know, if this is just going to be taxed anyways, we might as well just invest it in the company, invest it in our employees, that kind of thing. Either way, it's for me, it's kind of win-win. And so, yeah, I have no problem saying that wealthier people should pay much more in taxes. I don't want to be the one to set the the actual number um, because I feel like it's less critical than than um, than doing it. But again, honestly, it feels like um, if you have a set percentage of like wealth tax or whatever, I think it's fine. But you could also do it where you just kind of put up and place a system where every year that the wealth tax goes up by 5%. And you're like giving those people who've been used to this system or whatever, these privileged people, you're giving them kind of time to get like put their affairs in order so that they can wring every last penny of what they did earn uh, in the past. But then carrying forward, like they're going to have to figure out what they want to do and what kind of system they want to have um, for for getting as much money as possible under a wealth tax system. Um, so like you could put it in place over five years, you could get to a point where you have 70%, but like it goes up by 10% every year. I don't know, you like figure it out. It's it doesn't have to be that hard. Um, yeah, in terms of in terms of um, the context of this question, I don't think it needs context. Um, basically, the I think I am probably in one of the highest tax brackets as like a middle class 30 something person um i'm probably in one of the highest tax brackets that exists and there should be much more there should be many more tax brackets like especially if once you get up into the 5 million 10 million 50 million um a year like there's no reason for any individual person to have that much money it just sits there and then gets inherited and they spend it on frivolous ridiculous the opulent things that nobody needs like that money should be taxed that money should be heavily taxed make it 90% the wealth tax Honestly, above $50 million, make it that much. Like, let them invest it if they want to keep that money. Like, just taking a personal salary, that's the only thing that this wealth tax would do. I think the federal corporate tax rate should also be increased, <laughs> but um, that's not being asked here. Okay, Proposition 29. 
Canada's human rights laws should require that transgender people be referred to by their chosen gender pronouns. So this is a a very interesting question. I call it the Jordan Peterson question. I think a very similar question was in here last year, in not last year, 2019. Um, I put somewhat agree for this, mostly because mostly because this is really complicated. And I didn't feel like I strongly agreed that this was a human rights issue. This is like a human decency issue um, because it's and I, I will first of all point out that I am not in a good position to make this decision or talk about this. Um, I am I keep my ear to the ground fairly closely when it comes to transgender issues. And I don't think like obviously if you are the kind of person who find out find out somebody is transgender or meet somebody who's transgender um, having known what they called themselves before they made that transition and you choose to dead name them, you choose to continually basically against their wishes, use their old name um, or or their old pronouns. You I don't think that should be a crime, but you're also a dick. Like there's lots of things in, in society that are that I don't think like I don't think it's a hate crime either. You're just being a dick. It's like calling someone a dumbass all the time. Like it, it, you're annoying. You get on people's nerves, but I don't think you should be in jail. I don't think you should be charged for it. Um, it's it's almost straight up pure evil, basically. <laughs> and um, I just don't know a hundred percent that it should be um a requirement legally in the like Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And yeah, so so that's why where I ended up on somewhat agree because I. That requ- the word requires it's really keeping me here. Um, it's almost like, yeah, like Canada needs a code of conduct or something where we just agree to not be a dick. <laughs> like that's that's kind of where I ended up with this one. And so uh, I don't know. That, that's uh, to me. That's that's kind of the the thing of this question. This is a societal question. It's not a legal question. Um, I don't know if if any transgender people agree with that or if that's like a popular thing to uh, feel or if I'm completely like off in my own element, not having any idea what transgender people want, which is potentially the case and uh, that they would very much want human rights laws to cover this being dead named or, or being not referred to by their pronouns or, or whatever the case may be. So there you go. And uh, that's proposition 29, which means we're on proposition 30. And if you thought that last question was touchy and you should potentially stay away from it with a 10 foot pole, unless you really know what you're talking about, Proposition 30 is Quebec should become an independent state. Um, So for this question, I put that I somewhat agree. And this is mostly because I, as somebody who lives in Ontario, as somebody who lives in Ottawa, specifically right on the Quebec border, my life is made vastly more complicated by Quebec being a part of Canada. And like, for example, our national languages, our official languages are English and French. And the fact that one of our official languages is French makes life, especially when you live close to the border, so complicated, like everything has to be written twice. And French is longer and more verbose when it comes to translating, like writing, putting out information. The character, the, the what's it called, like the density of meaning is much lower in French. You need to write many more words, many more characters in order to convey the same amount of information. And so when you ask me if Quebec should become an independent state, I don't know why you'd be asking me, but if you're asking me, which is what is happening here, 
I do think that Quebec should become an independent state because I think that they want to be an independent state. But I don't know that they want to be an independent state. They might want to, but they might not. And so <laughs> honestly, what I feel about the question, the actual answer that I feel is that Quebec should become an independent state if they want to. And again, it would be easier for me if they did. But I mean, honestly, it's not up to me. And um, as much as it would make it easier, I would also be totally fine if Quebec, you know, if Quebec became its own nation in Canada, but they decided that they wanted to be French and the Canadian government, the rest of Canada basically said, you be French, go for it, like have fun. But we're not outside of Quebec. We're not writing everything in both languages. I also feel like that would be fine. Like we have, I, I think I talked about this last episode because we were talking about, yeah, one of the other pro, um, propositions was Quebec should be formally recognized as a nation in the constitution. Um, there's like this whole potential thing where Quebec is a province in Canada, it's the nation of Quebec, whatever it is. Um, and the official language there is French. And the official languages in the other provinces are English. And like, we can figure it out. <laughs> like, if you go to like, France and Spain border each other. That's right, right? That's definitely right. Like on the French and Spanish border, do they write every single thing in English in, in Spanish and French? Like, is that a thing that happens? I don't know, but I suspect probably not. Or if it is, it's not that far, like maybe border towns, but not everywhere. Whereas, you know, things in Canada, if they're official documents, whatever, they have to be available in both languages. And to me, that's just a lot. And the only reason that we have that is because we have this weird history, this weird colonial history, where both England and France tried to take over different parts or, or colonize different parts of Canada, what became Canada. And we're all kind of smushed together now. Um, Upper Canada and Lower Canada became Ontario and Quebec. We like added some extra provinces and territories. It was all English. Um, and Quebec stayed Quebec. Like it's, it is what it is. And so all that having been said, um, I don't feel like I have the ability to answer this. But if it were up to me, Quebec would become an independent state. We wouldn't have to worry about this whole two official languages business. But that's like a way bigger question than is being asked here. And uh, yeah. So that's basically it. I am now through my 30 propositions in the vote compass. The election is on Monday. I am going to be voting NDP. I have thought long and hard. I think long and hard about it every election. I don't see any reason to vote strategically because this riding is definitely going liberal, um, which allows me to put my vote towards what I actually, the ideas I actually support, which is NDP. I would love, 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 love to put in, to put a ranked ballot together. Um, yeah, I would <laughs> how things would go if we had ranked ballots like there would never be a conservative government elected ever again. But the liberals might lose some influence and power. Um, if you go and look like honestly, if you look at the ridings where conservative candidates get a majority of the votes, it's almost none. It is very, very, very few. And what I would love to see, honestly, is like a minority government where like the liberals are the major party and the NDP form the official opposition and like conservative ideas just get completely shut out because a lot of the time what you see is in a riding you will have if the conservatives win it it'll be liberals or NDP second place and third place if the liberals win it it will be conservative second place NDP third place or potentially if they're really really progressive it can go liberal NDP conservative um, and if the NDP win it, it goes NDP conservative liberal. Like it's very unlikely that 
conservatives get a majority of the votes for the election compared to the NDP and the liberals, who are both very close to each other, very progressive, like they're a split. And um, it's been like that for a really long time, as long as I can remember. And as long as I like recent history knows in my mind. But um, yeah, it's it's really annoying that the progressive vote gets split every single time. And we kind of flip flop back and forth. We've not had an NDP elected government as long as I've been paying attention to politics, which is a really, really long time. And it would be really cool to see. We're not going to see it this election. They may still hold the balance of power if the um, if things shift around a little bit. I don't see the conservatives getting a minority government where they can actually form a government. Um, I would find it so weird if the conservatives do win the minority, like the the plurality of seats, but not the majority. And they team up with the NDP or or the bloc that they both seem more aligned with liberals. Um, but honestly, yeah, it's a, it's a whole weird thing. The Canadian system is so bad. The first past the post is such a shitty ass system when, when we try to have when we have multiple parties of any kind like this. This is as valid if you're as you're talking um, about the liberals and the NDP, just as it was when you were talking about the progressive conservatives and the reform party. I think that's what they were called. Before they joined and became the the conservative party, conservative alliance, whatever it was, um, the Canadian system is just so bad for this, and um, it would all be totally fixed if you just had ranked ballots. Just let people rank them. Anyways, I'm done my rant for now. I'm gonna go and um, get ready for the last hauled into the election weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.